We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician trained in Britain, living in Canada, and who's worked in the U.S. And since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving, which explains the name of the show, Family Caregivers Unite. Our topic today is Al-Anon Family Group Help for Family Caregivers with a Family Member with Alcohol Problems. Here's the kind of thing I've learned from previous episodes of Family Caregivers Unite. For family members, health conditions that develop slowly over time, family caregivers see or think they see things that are going wrong in the life of the loved ones. But the family caregivers don't know if they should seek advice and sometimes they don't know where to turn to for the best advice. And often to help them decide they are someone who's been in a similar situation, so often another family caregiver. And so it often is in a family where a loved one seems to have a drinking problem. That is to say, not sure whether there is a problem, and if so, what to do about it and who to ask. And that's where the Al-Anon family group comes into the picture. To tell us about Al-Anon, my guest today is someone involved with Al-Anon. But because of Al-Anon's founding principles, he must remain anonymous. So, just for today, I'm calling him Thomas Anon, which, of course, isn't his real name. So, Thomas, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Gordon. Nice to be with you. Great. Now, first question. Please tell us about your involvement with Al-Anon. Well, my involvement with Al-Anon started many years ago. Um, I have an alcoholic father and I had an alcoholic grandmother. So when I was a young child, a young meaning 11, I um, went to the uh, I went to Alateen, which is basically Al-Anon for for young for teenagers from 12 to 21, <clears throat> and that was a terrific help to me as a in my teenage years growing up in an in a home where alcohol was being actively let's say, used, and my, both with my father. And it really found a fellowship there of people who, who understand what, what that's like to, to grow up in a home with, um, with an alcoholic. Um, 
uh, when I left Alatine when I was 21, I, um, I basically left being involved and found myself being attracted to, to other alcoholic women, um, married one, um, that marriage ended, and I returned uh, to Al-Anon in uh, 1987. And since that time, I've been, been an, a member of that a member of that organization, as involved actively as I'm able to be, and have found a great deal of, uh, of comfort in a fellowship of people who understand what it's like to have grown up in an alcoholic environment uh, with alcoholism and uh, having been attracted to, to other alcoholic people, very interestingly enough. Uh, so it's been a, uh, been a real lifeline for me for, for many, many years in my life. Tell us now about the history and principles of Al-Anon. Al-Anon is, uh, this year, 2011, is uh, 60 years old. It started in 1951, um, officially. Um, before that, there were, there were loose-knit gatherings of primarily wives of, um, wives of men who were attending uh, Alcoholics Anonymous in its early years. Uh, but in 1951, it was it was formalized as a as its very own fellowship, apart and separate from Alcoholics Anonymous, even though it uses the very very same or similar 12 steps and follows similar principles. It's its very own fellowship, and is dedicated to the uh, to helping um, families and friends of alcoholics. Uh, the principles are are based on <clears throat> number one. Uh, Shared in common, uh, a common experience of, of living in living in these kind of environments, of um, needing the needing the just the mutual support and understanding of other people who who have been there. Similar to the introduction you gave, it's very much a key element of what Al-Anon is: is um, people having same experience finding there's a great deal of power when you meet with people who nod up and down when you share what's going on as opposed to putting their heads side to side saying, boy, that must be really rough. It's wonderful to be with people who say, I get that. <clears throat> and there's a great deal of power that comes from that. So certainly one of our principles is simply the gathering of, of people who understand, people who get it. And then as the principles evolve, we learn some, we learn some marvelous things, particularly that it's important for us, um, the non-alcoholic person in our family, to look after ourselves, that the very often in our search for some level of comfort, we stay totally and solely focused on on the alcoholic, much to our detriment. And the Al-Anon's, one of Al-Anon's prime purposes really is to help us get the focus on ourselves and to start to see that there are things that we need to help with ourselves which does make us certainly more available um, just for, for quality of relationships and, and in a situation like your radio show or your Internet show concentrates on. Um, basically, Al-Anon provides care to the caregiver in a situation where uh, that would be the, uh, somebody who has, um, is looking after somebody, but they need to look after themselves, and that's primarily what Al-Anon is about. And the principles that we talk about, the number one is um, a very key element of Al-Anon is this whole notion of loving detachment, that it's possible to, to detach yourself from, a, from, the, from the alcoholic problem in a, in, in a loved one, kind of almost attach yourself to the person, but allow them to uh, deal with the consequences of a drinking behavior, but not abandon the person. Uh, we focus on following the, the 12 steps ourselves. Alamon is certainly a 12-step 
12-step program, 12-step organization, and there are things that we practice ourselves uh, to help us come to some realization about how living in these environments has affected us. It's interesting what you say about caring, the family caregivers caring for themselves. Yeah. That's a theme that runs through this epi- these shows, these episodes, that y- you cannot be doing your best if you're not looking after yourself. So that's a very powerful message. And, and that's very true. And, and that's a very, very, that is the Al-Anon message. Uh, in, in a very simple, simple way, it's, it's um, when you are on, when a person gets on an airplane and are given the instructions of what to do if there's a pressure drop and the yellow cups drop down and put it on the face, you're instructed to, if you're there looking after somebody, an elderly person or a child, put it on your face first so that you'll have some oxygen and then you can provide some care for the people that you are responsible for. So it's a pretty good metaphor for what Al-Anon is. Right. Let's kind of take a look after ourselves and then we can really be present uh, for, for other people in ways that okay. are, are... Yes. Now, now, please tell us more about the Al-Anon family group. So the, the group is... Uh, we, so while the, the overall organization is called the Al-Anon family groups, what that really means is that there are individual groups all over... Canada, United States, and indeed all over the world of uh, people who gather together um, generally on a weekly basis and we'll, we'll have a meeting um, face-to-face and be able to discuss the, the challenges and problems encountered in, in environments like we grew up in and, more importantly, the solutions to working through those problems, the kind of the, 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 the extreme rage that, rage that can come with that, the so the, the never-ending focus and, and, and almost obsession with the person who is doing the drinking, um, <clears throat> the, the, the whole mix-up of, you know, you're okay when you're not, and, but when you're drinking, who are you? And there, there's just an inordinate number of problems that, that alcoholism um, creates for the non-drinking person in the home. It, it's a fascinating thing. In, in Al-Anon years ago, we had a, a public information poster that would say, um, you do not have to drink to suffer from alcoholism. And so the alcoholism passes its way through the, through the family members. And so by when we get to the, the actual group, the physical group, a, a place that has a time it meets every week, um, we gather together and have a format of an introduction uh, or read, those, read the 12 steps that, 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 that we use uh, and either discuss one of those, discuss some of our other principles, perhaps a tradition um, or, or, um, or a topic, um, and solutions to that. So loving detachment, for example, like I spoke before, would be a, a marvelous topic uh, to discuss. And just, just how do you do that? How do you really detach from the problem and yet still be able to be attached to the person. It's uh, really one of the tenets of, of what we try to, uh, to share. There's nobody there teaching anybody. There's no, there's no um, uh, authority. Somebody might be leading the meeting because they've chosen or volunteered to do that for that particular week or time, but there is no, uh, there's no leader. It's not a, it's not a group therapy session like you, you might find in more of a professional world. It's uh, very much um, uh, member, one member helping another is, is how, that, how that works. Nobody's told uh, what to do. Certainly people are, there's uh, things that are suggested to do, uh, but nobody's told um, exactly what they have to do. 
people are encouraged to to perhaps as time develops find find someone in the group that that they might develop a special relationship for or have an affinity for or kind of really identify with the the story or the sharing that they have um maybe work a little closer with them talk to them on the phone and develop a relationship <clears throat> however that's allowed to develop over time so that would be uh, kind of a, a very brief synopsis of, of what uh, what happens in the actual in the actual group. Very good. Now, after the break, we're going to be talking more about the family group and the mm-hmm. kind of you're going to tell us about what somebody might expect when they go to a meeting and that Certainly. kind of thing. Absolutely, I'd be happy to do that. Right, but now uh, we have to pay the rent. That is to say, the Time has come to take a short break. This is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guest is Thomas Anon. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Thomas Anon. Our topic is Al-Anon Family Group Help for Family Caregivers with a family member with alcohol problems. Um, now, in this segment, I want you to talk, please, Thomas, about problem drinking and the work of Al-Anon. And so my first question for you is, how does Al-Anon define problem drinker and alcoholic, and why does it use these definitions? Well, actually, it doesn't define them. <clears throat> the only requirement for membership is that there be a 
what we would say be a problem of alcoholism. But really what, what we will really say is if the drinking of someone else is bothering you, then give Al-Anon a try. So as opposed to stepping into the, the, um, the discussion on what is a problem drinker, what is an alcoholic, we do simply say that if someone else's drinking is bothering you, Al-Anon is the place to, Al-Anon certainly is the place to come. Al-Anon would, would recognize, as it has been done in medical circles, we understand that it, that it is seen as a, as a disease, as an illness. Al-Anon would just mirror what has been, has been said about that. But again, we don't, we don't come to the meetings so much to talk about alcoholism or problem drinking as we do, like I've, I've emphasized before, um, to talk about our, our reaction to it and our actions within, within that that certainly it's <clears throat> up to the, the, the alcoholic person um, to, seek, to seek their own help, and there's help available for them, almost notably in Alcoholics Anonymous. But that is not our focus. Our focus is for, for the others, so we, we really don't step into the, into the discussion about what separates a problem drinker from an alcoholic. If I've got you right, that's a sort of technical distinction that really isn't relevant to the work you're doing. Is that right? Uh, that, would, that would be the case. And, and to enter into discussion or any kind of um, a technical argument about that, again, is just perpetuating one of the classic um, characteristics of, of, um, of family members is that we can find anything to, to distract us from the real problem which is, the, is, is how we're acting. Uh, so it would be a marvelous to sit around and discuss all that, and in the end I would still be, I'd be worse off than I was before. So, so we just kind of leave that aside. Okay. Is the drinking bothering you? Yes, you come on in. <laughs> right. yes. or, have, or, or the person who was drinking is dead. Are, are you finding that there are effects from that? As you're an adult and maybe grew up in a home where alcohol was abused, um, then by all means, skew, come on in because that this is the place for you. You think you may have uh, been affected by that. By all means, you come on in and make up your own mind if this is the place for you. Now, let's pursue another technicality sure. so that you can kind of either put it to rest or expand it, whichever is appropriate. Whether it's problem drinker or alcohol, alcoholism, Yeah. please tell us, what types of people become those, that is, problem drinkers or alcoholics? Who are they? They're anybody. It's, a, it's an equal opportunity disease. So it can be the, uh, the, the person who's cutting your grass. It can be the person who is providing medical treatment for you. It can be your lawyer. It can be the policeman who is stopping you for a speeding trial. It can be anybody and so if there was, there is no, uh, that's the phrase that, that, that I've heard used many times. It's an equal opportunity, actually, abuser. And so, again, if we were to focus on, on who becomes alcoholic, um, it, it once again detracts us from the focus of what we do, which is taking a look at the actions, behaviors, attitudes um, of, the, of the non-drinking person within the home. Now, if you, I would be a, a classic case for someone who should be an alcoholic. If you want to, if you take a look at the fact that I came from, my father was alcoholic, his mother was alcoholic. 
many, many, many other alcoholic people in that family system and on my mother's side, I would be absolutely ripe to become one, and I am not. Others who have absolutely no exposure or to, to alcoholism in their youth become alcoholic. So we, we really don't have any opinion on that, on who becomes it. Our concern is, you do. <laughs> and I've never met anybody that chose to be one either. They just kind of become one, or it, it, it kicks in. Right. And so we see it as this, so if it's a, it's a disease, it's an illness, it's a malady, it kind of marches in the door. The person who has it doesn't choose to have it, and the people that are being affected by it don't choose to be affected by either, but we are. Right. So what you're also saying is that it's not an inherited disease either. That's your well, own life experience. Again, I, I don't have, from my own life experience, I would say that, that, that it's not. I, I certainly have no medical credentials to, to comment on that unequivocally one way or the other. But, but anecdotal experience would certainly show that um, uh, that, that is not the case. Uh, for the number of men and women I've heard who are alcoholic, who come from every possible uh, different background, um, the, it, it, it would definitely be uh, my observation only, uh, amateur observation, that, that no, it's not. Perfectly fair. Now, I just want to stay with that because that's, I've found in various ways that the question of whether these conditions can be inherited is actually worrying in families. And I can give you all kinds of examples. Sure. Where, you know, the, the will my children inherit this from me or from my grandparents and the rest of it? Right. And... What I think the answer you've given me could be expressed back to you as a technical answer, that it isn't necessarily inherited because it can happen to anybody under any circumstances. Is that, that, that would basically be true. And, and the reality is, and, and, and some of the, the key messaging for Al-Anon is, that alcoholism is a disease that we did not cause, uh, that, that we cannot control, and that we cannot cure. And so if someone is going to become an alcoholic, I am completely powerless over that. I do, though, using the principles that I find in Al-Anon, begin to develop some, some control and some sense for, of my own life in and around that, which then pr- it does provide me with ways to be present for these people in my life that I have loved, loved and have loved, uh, who have been alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, go back to the family caregiver. You've already made very clear, I think, what you feel and think, which is uh, to attach a great deal of importance to the family caregiver. But looked at from the point of view of an organization, how does Al-Anon and the family group see the role of a family caregiver when a family member appears to be a problem drinker of some kind, but nobody's quite sure? Please talk about that situation. So, I, again, I, I would say that, the, <clears throat> that, that our approach would be uh, come and give us a try. Is this something that you find? Are you identifying? There's one of our, our keywords. Our, our, so if somebody comes to an Al-Anon family group meeting um, and, and hears people share, hears people relate their experience, their personal experience of living, living with alcoholics, um, are they relating to some of that? And there, for us, there's a very clear distinction between the kind of caregiving that you're speaking of and the kind of caretaking that we love to do. 
in the caretaking that we love to do is, well, we'll do all the things that you're, you're supposed to be doing, but I'll do them to basically enable you to continue um, your, your drinking behavior. And that's one of our, one of our key things is to basically um, take the hands off and allow the person who is drinking to experience the consequences of their own actions. Um, so it's a the fundamental difference between being the caretaker and the caregiver in your particular case. And so that, that, that's an interesting, an interesting little, little, little question about that, that, that difference. So it's the observer status almost, is it, that here's um, a situation where the Al-Anon family group will encourage watchfulness but, and care of a normal kind, but not going to the point of caring that a normal it would be normal with a family caregiver in the case of a serious illness or a dying member of the family absolutely so, of course and that, that would be the the distinction between the the detachment from a problem but an attachment to the person um, so because that that that's the, the kind of caregiving you're talking about which is a family member being being present for someone who has a has an illness such as that. Now, if you alcoholism is an illness, and, and basically our approach is that, that the care for that is, hey, you need to do something about it because uh, I'm doing something about me and that I'm not going to do things that are going to protect you from the consequences of your destructive behavior, which would then enable you to continue your destructive behavior. <clears throat> That's our focus. Yeah. So in other words, this is a sort of, and I'm using a word that perhaps I shouldn't use, but it's almost saying to the person with the drinking problem, you're going to have to confront your own problems, deal with your own situation, uh, and don't expect people to protect you from it or to shield you in any way. Now, a problem That's being absolutely wrong. accurate. Oh, okay. Absolutely accurate. Because I think that, if I may just comment back to you quickly... That, I think, is a very, very important message because family caregivers, as you know, and I'm being quite quite strong about this, yeah. do feel this guilt, this sense of responsibility, this sense that it's all, in some circumstances, their fault rather than the individual's fault, and therefore they take on things, roles and tasks which properly belong with the person with the problem. You hit that right on the head. Okay, and, and, and that and that's one of the things that Al-Anon does help us deal with and and, and eventually overcome is that whole sense of the guilt around not doing what we think we should be doing, but we really we really shouldn't be doing it anyhow since it is their responsibility. Yeah. Now I'm going to break you off at that point because it's the tyranny of the break. We're right. going to have to take that break. Sure. And this is Dr. Gordon Alley, and my guest is Thomas Anon. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. We're coming back. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Would you like to improve your emotional balance and mental performance? Of course, everyone would like to achieve that state of balance and be at the top of their game. But where do you start? Tune in to My Mind, My Health with your host, Dr. Vernon Barksdale. Dr. Barksdale has spent over 30 years researching and implementing strategies to impact health and well-being. 
Take a journey into the science behind how we feel and experience life and the transcendent aspects of that experience via connection to our spiritual side. Tune in Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Listen to the women's side of the fitness industry on Fitness RX Radio with Adela Garcia and Sonia Gonzalez. If you're looking to stay healthy and look great or are getting ready to compete athletically, this is the show for you. We'll look at competitions from the inside out, bring you fitness tips, nutrition to keep you on top of your game, and so much more. We want to hear from you, too, and we'll take your questions by phone or email. Tune in to Fitness. RX Radio, airing every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Look and feel your best. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Thomas Anon. Our topic is Al-Anon Family Group Help for Family Caregivers with a family member with alcohol problem. <clears throat> now, I want to talk, um, Thomas, more about the challenges for family caregivers and the help they can get when a family member has drinking problems. And if I can just re- recap a bit from the last segment, where you were making a very clear distinction uh, between the responsibilities of, of the individual with the drinking problem and the responsibilities of family caregivers. Now, I want you to focus on the challenges that arise for family caregivers in that kind of situation and the way, the way in which they can get help uh, in that kind of situation. So first of all, what typically, Thomas, are the most important challenges experienced by family caregivers who are concerned about a family member's drinking? Well, I, I think what we, we, what we ended with just before the break is, is, is an excellent segue into this. Of that whole notion that you mentioned of the guilt that a, that that a family member would feel uh, around um, not doing certain things that they have done for a long time, that very often the family member is the one in the midst of of uh, extreme problem drinking or any kind of problem drinking is the one that that is is in the center trying his or her very best to hold everything together um, to keep it secret to not let everybody know and that 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 that's a, a tiring uh, and lonely lonely task and, and and leads to to no good end for anybody but it is something that that we do in these homes there's a, there's still a great deal of shame a great deal of embarrassment around that and a great deal of stigma uh, attached with it and so it becomes a very uh, a very challenging thing and so when, when we're able to get together with others that, that can just simply say, I've done that too, and that, that we just don't have to do that anymore. Um, and if it was only that simple, <laughs> don't do it anymore, then we're just fine. 
but when somebody else who's been there says that this is how I've gotten out of doing this, um, it, it, it's the beginning uh, of some really great recovery um, for the for the non-alcoholic member in the family. And we do need our own recovery. Uh, we 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 uh, we have been affected by by, by a disease. And and what Al-Anon really helps us with is to deal with with our own actions, our own behaviors, our own attitudes, and it amidst that. <clears throat> and one of the biggest challenges is that whole sense of of feeling guilty um, of, for not doing the things that one has been doing for so long, but is really helping the situation. Right now, let's go then to the next question, is which is. How does Al-Anon Family Group provide help to family caregivers in that particular situation that you've just described so well? Yeah, so, so the help is is very much uh, the, the help of, uh, of bringing in bringing into your life uh, a new set of living principles. So that if the, the living principle has been basically one of uh, of fear based, that if I don't do this, the family will fall apart. If I don't do this. Uh, that that person drinking will lose their job. If I don't do this, I will be left alone. If I don't do this, uh, fill in the blank. Um, and so that it's for one who has been do, doing that for many years of their life, it's uh, it's a challenge to begin to walk away from that. So what what we offer is that one on one support with one another. Um, for, for, for to, to, to walk away from it, a uh, great deal of literature, of, of daily, daily reading, daily input to, uh, to, to just reinforce that there is another way to do this. And, and that's what Al-Anon offers. Al-Anon offers a, a new set of principles to follow, a new set of slogans, some new ideas, a group of people uh, who, who, who have been there and are, have walked through certain amounts and are continuing to walk through the same. So, so that, that's kind of our ongoing, go, ongoing approach, approach to it. For, I hear about financial problems, not oh, just sure. in this context, but in a lot of family caregiving contexts, mm-hmm. for the same reason that you mentioned before, and that is that the family caregiver will devote everything, even to the point of giving up work, even mm-hmm. to the point of spending to the point where they can no longer afford to spend. And I know I want to say this very clearly. That's not because they're behaving wrongly or badly. That's because they're doing their very best in a, a difficult situation. Of course. So and, and financial problems are rife in, in, in alcoholic situations where much of the money is being spent to, uh, to, to buy alcohol. Yeah. And so that is a, that is an ongoing challenge. And so <clears throat> Elanon does not have an answer to that. But once again, what we offer is is, is the, the the support for. Um, hey, I've been there too, but there's no magic bullet to that one. Right for the finance, you mean no spending money on well, alcohol? Well, for, well, for the for the for the for a financial problem in a home. Um, <clears throat> so you're talking about money that's being spent to to look after. Um, certainly, I've, I've never seen or read in Alan on any kind of official, not that we have anything official, but uh, in any kind of response to, to that, other than to take a look at one's own behavior and is that necessary. But certainly the, what I believe you're talking about, if somebody has um, very clearly defined medical needs, is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. Yeah. 
And so, again, that would be a, be a person-to-personal situation. Uh, the kind of financial problems that we would often run into would be the fact that the, that, that the money is not necessarily being eaten up by, I'll use this term, I don't know if it's appropriate, but legitimate medical purposes, but rather the money is being spent on, on provo- providing alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Got that, and that's very important, I think, based on things that I've heard other people say. And so then each individual person uh, kind of needs to they need to make decisions about what to do about that. It's, uh, it's very challenging. Yeah. But what we offer is you're not doing this alone. Yep, yep. And, and that, that, that is really the, big, the biggest part of it. Yep. It's well, a very lonely place, uh, alcoholism in a family. Right. Now, my next question is, okay, somebody has decided that they're going to attend a meeting of the family group. What can they expect from the very first meeting? They walk in the door. They walk Uh, in the door, and and meetings can be held in in any number of places, a a church hall, some clubhouse of some some kind, a community center, uh, basically wherever wherever a group is able to rent rent some space for a a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour meeting. Time slot on a, on a regular basis, so the member will generally w- <clears throat> walk in. Um, I know the group I attend. There's a, a sign on the door that says "Alan Unspoken here." Uh, kind yeah. of little nice little welcome. There will often be somebody at the door simply to say welcome. This is this is the Alan meeting. Very glad to have you here. Uh, sh- shake a hand. Offer somebody a, a cup of coffee or a, a cup of tea. Uh, maybe have a cookie. I sit around and um, and and uh, a little bit of chit chat. If if somebody's brand new, <clears throat> oftentimes a, a group will uh, will ask someone to spend some one on one time with the, with a newcomer or with uh, a group of newcomers, depending how many are at the meeting, to explain some of the the, the basic ideas of what Al-Anon is. To, to certainly have a listen to to where where they're coming from and and what brought them brought them into the rooms. Um, Explain, like I said, explain some of our basic principles, uh, loving attachment, uh, the 12 steps that we use, the idea that alcoholism is a disease that we didn't cause, we can't cure, we certainly can't, can't control and certainly cannot cure, uh, and that give it a try for six weeks. We're not, uh, we're, we're, <clears throat> you may not get everything you need out of the very first one, but uh, give it, give, give it a, a, a good six-week try to see if, if what is offered here has a has a fit uh, for you, that if it may that it may help you with your your personal situation, uh, and then there uh, there, there would be a, <clears throat> a chairperson for a particular meeting. Uh, we would open it up um, often with a prayer, the Serenity Prayer. We would often open it with, and then uh, read our, our steps and traditions. Uh, do some do some announcements. Uh, have an introduction of the topic. Uh, and then um, go around the room, and people would share on on challenges and solutions to things they've had. But let's say uh, overcoming some guilt in these situations where for so long uh, that, that we were all involved in doing things that were not our job, and by not doing them, we feel so guilty about that. And just how do you keep walking with that? Because some of the things that we do with with our alcoholic loved ones, they like. There's a reason that we're together with with these people. They like the fact that we're kind of looking after things that they're not able to or don't want to look after, enables them to drink more. And so that that's the kind of thing that you, we we would discuss. You mentioned a meeting in a church and also prayer. <laughs> what role does a religion play, first of all, for people who have a faith, 
and also for people who perhaps don't have a faith or don't pursue it very strongly. Please talk right. about that. <clears throat> yeah, good, excellent question. Uh, the the fact that, that many of the meetings are in a church implies in no way, no way, shape, or form that there is any kind of affiliation with that, with that religion or that faith or that church. It's simply uh, a room that is rented um, to, to to the group. So there is there is zero affiliation, uh, like I said, with the with the faith, with the religion, or with that with that particular church. Uh, Alan certainly has a spiritual foundation to it. Uh, we, we believe that 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 if if you come to a belief of some kind of some kind of power that's greater than you, that it could be could can be very helpful to you. Um, but there is no there's no formalized concept of of God. There is no. No, no tenet of any kind of religion that, that that we support. We quite simply support your own your own opportunity to develop and come to understand that that there there just may be something there that can help you along with all the support that's being given. Uh, that there, there there's something there. So it's totally non-religious. Um, we, it, it's a spiritual foundation that we have, and um, yeah, that's how I would answer that question for you. So if somebody comes in from any faith. Um, they are welcome. There's no restriction to on, on any level, and there is no specific discussion of a. Uh, 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 we, we just refer to a, a power grade, uh, refer to it as a power greater than ourselves or a higher power. Very good. God. I'm going to have to stop you, unfortunately, at that point because once okay. again it's the break. Uh, but okay. we're coming back to some of these issues. Okay. So we're going to take the break. This is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guest is Thomas Anon. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay tuned because we're coming back. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Is your computer making your life easier or more of a headache? Are you using all of the tools to make your life more productive and less of a stress? You need to listen to the Microsoft Princess Insider with Melanie Goss, dubbed the Microsoft Princess. Melanie has been a certified expert in all things Microsoft since 1998, and her expertise will have you taking back control of your life and letting your computer handle the efficiency of day-to-day projects. The Microsoft Princess Insider airs live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, 
at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Thomas Anon. Our topic is Al-Anon Family Group Help for Family Caregivers with a Family Member with Alcohol Problems. Now, I want to talk about supporting family caregivers for their needs when a family member has problems with drinking. And you've told us, Thomas, a lot about what I think will become surprising or have been surprising to some family members about the, the uh, principles you follow. So talking of that, how well do you think that the healthcare system and healthcare professionals understand the problems of family caregivers, the, 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 the problems they experience with problem drinking in the family? Um, very good question. I wish I had a, a broader experience to, to share with you on that, but I can certainly share it from just personally and um, <clears throat> maybe from what I have heard from others. Uh, I, I would say that, that, that the, the invitation you have extended um, to uh, for your show to have a, an opportunity for for the an Al-Anon message to to be sent out to a to a wide audience is is a spectacular opportunity um, for the message that that you know we're talking about to get out there <clears throat> that that Al-Anon is a program to keep the focus on the uh, uh, to help the non-alcoholic member of the families and and in one of our ongoing efforts within within Al-Anon is to to get our message out to to physicians to um to to, to treatment centers um to to schools to to all manner of places that would encounter uh, encounter people um who who could use what we have and so how well in a broader context do do they do, do they know about it or embrace it or believe that it is is a problem. I'm, I'm really not able to answer answer that question, but I can say that that in my experience, that the people I've spoken to have known little about it, but have been have been very receptive um, to the ideas that I'm talking to you about and the notion, the notion of what it is. But I do believe on, on perhaps in a broader context, uh, it, I would like to think that it's becoming be, becoming more accepted, but I think that there is a, a strong level of denial that, that, that there's anything wrong with the person who doesn't have the, the drinking problem. The drinking problem is so easy to see. Um, for, the, for the non-drinking member of the family, it's, it's a little slipperier. And then when you, you bring it down to the children, because, you know, Al-Anon has a very strong uh, component of Al-Anon for, for children, for uh, teenagers from 12 to 21, uh, called Alateen. And like I said at the beginning, I was in that when I was uh, a teenager, and it was terrifically helpful uh, to me. And we follow the very, very same principles uh, in Alateen that you do that you do in Al-Anon. So it's our ongoing effort to just uh, to, to every every invitation that arrives um, to 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 answer yes to it. We'd love to put our message out, and uh, as as members, part of our our outreach, public outreach, is to to get our message uh, to as many professionals as we can. Because what Al-Anon is is a community resource for the families of alcoholics, and so a, a, <clears throat> a member might be seeking help from their doctor or from a treatment center or from any other place. And it's not our job to our, our intent to interfere with that, but there is a place for people to come when they're finished with that or side by side with that. And that is my personal experience. That for many years, I I was seeing a therapist about 
things that I needed to deal with, and and, uh, and and I dealt with that with that professional, and Al-Anon was there right with me to, to really help me along with that. Now, it's going to be the same question, but now addressed to the general public. That is to say, how well do you think the general public generally understands the problems of family caregivers and the problems as they experience them with drinking issues? Yeah, again, I, I would think that that, that if, if we run into challenges in the healthcare system with people really understanding about it, I would say that in the general public, my, my, my um, guess would be that it would be even less. And again, part of our ongoing outreach is uh, you know, getting our message on to with public information um, commercials on television, and, and our, our, our world services uh, do do a very very good job um, at, at continuing to get to, to get our message out there as best we can. Right. Most certainly. Right. Now, you've already partially answered a question. I'm still going to ask you though, and that is, what is our and on doing to promote understanding among the professionals and the public in the way that it supports family caregivers. That's part one. And sure. part two is, what more would you like to see done and by whom should it be done? Um, well, yeah, I think I've explained relatively. I'm not sure I can add anything more to, to what we're, what's being done. Uh, probably, certainly the people who work at our herbal services would know much more than I. Um, but... Uh, so I, I as, as as an individual member, <clears throat> when I see what our what, what what is being done to get our message out, I think that we are we're doing a reasonably good job. I think that that there are we, we might be able to capitalize on on more opportunities to to get a message on a on a poster on a, in in a, in a bus system or a, um, messaging out that way that hey this is here. We have a very key tradition that we don't we don't go out and promote, but we we do need to make ourselves attractive. We do need to let ourselves let people know that we are here, that this is who we are, um, and so we we continue every effort we can to to get that to get that message out there. Um, so, like I said, to the professionals and to the general public. And if you could repeat the second part, the second part of your question. Yes, you you've said what. Is happening, and you obviously approve of it and support of it. Mm-hmm. Support it, but what more would what you like? What more could be done? Yeah. Oh, what more? Let's in, in, a, in kind of a. And what more? Well, what more could be invited? What uh, I, I think that there are there are key there are key targets that when you, if you can get a message to it might could have more impact. Um, uh, a society, gathering of, of, of physicians, uh, uh, a, a key decision maker in a in a treatment center, um, uh, things like that, and, uh, and I think we it's an ongoing effort that that we make to to reach out and do that. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to just comment back to you um, about a couple of things. One is that more and more, as the population aging ages. Everybody's talking about it. We're all getting older, and more and more of us are getting older. Um, and I am in that demographic. <laughs> yes, and so am I. <laughs> so join the club. Well, what's starting to happen is a realization that I'm a physician. Physicians do lots of useful things, but what they're dealing with are conditions which are not necessarily curable. They may be right. treatable, but they're not curable. 
And what you've just described is a, uh, a problem, a health problem in an individual which, mm-hmm. which isn't curable, certainly not by medical means, although there may be some treatments. Now, what therefore I'm seeing in what you've been saying and hearing and thinking about is this. Does that broad spread of efforts to help deal with situations where my profession, medications and the healthcare system would like to do more, uh, certainly isn't hostile to doing more, but probably may not have all that's required to do more, which brings me right back to Al-Anon Family Group, to the kind of supports that family caregivers are starting to arrange for themselves, and this general feeling that we, the people who suffer from these situations and these illnesses and care about our family caregivers, need to do more for ourselves and rely less on things that don't help very much, like medications and so on. Now, that was a bit of a speech, and we are going to run out of time in in a moment, but please, could you get back to me and say, do you see that link across in the... Uh the way that I've just described it. Absolutely, 100%. That, that we're, on the, we're on the same side of the street and we, and we have the same goal, which is to provide help uh, to people in need. You do it from, uh, for, from a qualified medical position. We do it from a we've-been-there position, and we are doing this together to help ourselves. And, and so what you do and what, what we do is not contrary. It, it's um, very, very complementary. And the cooperation that that we have with with our professional communities is 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 integral to the to the entire paradigm of what of what we do. Now I'm going to do something which perhaps I shouldn't do, but I'm going to say I'd like this Family Caregivers Unite talk show to help you in ways that would be useful to you, and one of the ways might be to get. A, what, a physician to talk with you or an, another um, somebody else who's also involved with... Of course, there's, there's um, many of us. I'm only one of many. Right. Um, to talk about these very issues so that they have a frank conversation in a way that brings out the issues in a way that you've just done in the way you've answered my questions mm-hmm. so well. Mm-hmm. I think that would help because that would mean that physicians and nurses and others who are giving advice to families would actually have in their minds that a good piece of advice is, frankly, to refer the family member, sorry, the family caregiver to Al-Anon family group. Yes. yes. That's got to be a useful thing to do from everybody's perspective. Right? Absolutely right. And, and Al-Anon has, has, has many little pamphlets and brochures that can be placed in offices that would assist with that. Um, you know, certainly information about the groups is available at the Al-Anon Family Group website, you know, and, uh, and many, many places. You know, there's a number in the book for Al-Anon um, where you can call and be directed to a group or even have, have a chat with somebody. So we're very available. There you go. Most certainly. Now, we're, we, unfortunately, we've run out, the time has run out on us, and we've come to the end of the discussion of this particular episode, but I hope we'll have an opportunity to have another one. So right, what, that, would, that would be marvelous. And once again, uh, uh, just deepest gratitude um, for allowing the Alan message to, to, to have, have some light and have a voice. You're very, very welcome. Pleasure.
Now, I want to say in closing, thank you to our listeners. Please do email us with comments and questions, which I'll be happy to pass on to Thomas. Thomas, I want to thank you for all that you've said and the clarity of this message, which is a tough one. It's a very tough one, and you've Mm -hmm. made it very clear, and you've made it clear, too, that there's a place to go where someone will be with other people who, so to speak, have been there, done that. And that's a very good environment to be in. Exactly right. Okay. Now, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about a young man's journey from adolescence to adulthood via quadriplegia. Please join us, same time, same spot, on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being right.